Scene 5. Setting. Jesus being led from the court of the Sanhedrin to stand before Pontius Pilate. Luke chapter 22, verses 63 to 65. The priests of the temple of Jerusalem, chosen from the tribes of Aaron and Levi, who were to minister before me, burn incense to me, sacrifice to me, came together tonight with one goal in mind, to eradicate me, their Messiah, from their religious domain and from the face of the earth. They lead the people in the Eluhenu, yet their Adonai in the flesh stood before them, and they did not recognize me. I was still bound, and bleeding profusely from the beating I had just received, as they led me to be accused before Pontius Pilate, the governor of Rome. The soldiers had spit in my face, pounded me with their fists, hit me in the head, then blindfolded me, shouting, Prophesy, prophesy, who is it who hit you? Tell us if you are the Messiah. Many other insults were hurled at me, insults which were intended to injure me as much as the physical blows. But I spoke not a word. I remained silent. I did not retaliate in anger, for I was thinking of them, as I was thinking of you, as I am thinking of you now. When you are not happy with the way I am running things, when you have come to insult me, your Saviour, your Lord, when you bind me in your opinions and blindfold me, hoping I cannot see, while you smite me in the face with your doubts, fears, and criticisms, when you find momentary safety, surrounded by a small group of persons also insulting me, and even if you do not initiate the hitting, you find your hand raised in the fever of their fervor to possibly even punch my face. I am in the midst, thinking of you. If you insult me, use my name in vain. Or if you raise your hand to strike a child, or assert control over a person physically weaker than you as you strike, perhaps out of ignorance or perhaps out of fear, you are the one who is blindfolded, not me. You are the one who is weak, not them. Whatever has been done in secret will be brought out into the light. Luke chapter 8, verse 17. I am here to say, that what you have done to these little ones, you have done unto me. And it is for you, on the day when you realize what you have done, and you are truly sorry, when your hands are stained with innocent blood, and there is no way to undo the past. It is for this moment I came to die. It is for you I keep silent as I walk this lonely path to the execution that awaits me at Golgotha. For when the sentence of death awaits you, I, the Lamb of God, the Messiah, the Saviour of the whole world, will have accepted that sentence of death from you. All men and women are dead men walking, sentence set. But even now, I am walking in your shoes. I love you. In me, there is no death. I am taking away death and will swallow it up in victory. I was thinking of you as I am thinking of you now. 
drops of blood spilled onto the arms of my assailants. These were not like the drops of blood spilling down my cheeks, those of self-sacrifice in the garden. No, these were drops of blood springing forth from an innocent man, trashed beyond recognition. As my blood ran on to their arms and hands, I failed to realize that just one drop of my blood shed for each of them was enough to atone for their blood-stained hands. One drop of my blood is enough to atone for the blood on your hands. Your sins, now and forever, atoned, covered, paid for. Forgiven with one drop of my blood poured out for you, even for the sins of these men, leading the Messiah, the Savior of the whole world, to the cross, even your sins, as you lead me to your own cross, nail me with your defiance and crucify me with your silence. The drops of my blood running down my cheeks from the blows of your hands, as you have hit me with your demands, is spilling on your hands as you walk your sentence, all the while sentencing me. As I am condemned in a crowd, as a fraud, and you remain quiet, I am still walking silently to the cross, all the while proclaiming you free. I will become your advocate when I sit down at the right hand of the Father. I will walk alone to the death seat today for your atonement, so that, as you walk alone one day to the judgment seat of God, you can't stop before you get there. Lift up your eyes. Look at me. You can find forgiveness with just one breath uttered to me in humility. Lift the blindfold you have put on my eyes. Lift the blindfold and you will see me looking at you with eyes of love. I kept silent. I did not defend myself as a soldier struck me, for in my silence I was defending them. I was praying silently. Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. Luke chapter 23, verse 34 I had to die for them, for they did not know what they were doing, just as you so often will not know what you are doing. The original sin seemed like the right thing to do, when Adam and Eve were tempted to eat of the one tree God had said not to eat of. They questioned God's command to eat of any tree, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Of this you shall not eat. On the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. Genesis chapter 2 verse 17 A day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as a day to the Lord. Peter chapter 3 verse 8 Adam and Eve had reasoned between themselves. Why would God not want us to know good from evil? Why would he not want us to eat of every tree in the garden? Their failure was one of obedience and trust. They failed to simply obey, which is a lack of trust. If they trusted their Creator, acknowledging that he knew what was best for them, they would not have eaten of the forbidden fruit. They also lacked the fear of the Lord. It is written, The fear of the Lord 
is the beginning of knowledge. Proverbs 1 verse 7 Adam and Eve at the moment did not trust their God, nor did they fear Him. So, instead of obeying the Lord their God when they were lied to, they forsook the tree of life, which possesses the very root of true knowledge and bears the fruit of wisdom and succumbed to the serpent's lies instead. You shall be like God. You shall be like God. Also, their pride led them to eat of the tree. Even though Adam and Eve were already made in our image, the image of Elohim, they wanted more. If they had been humble, like children, they would have been content with the beautiful, perfect environment of the garden. Instead, they wanted to be like God, which really means being the same as God, in the same hierarchy. Thus, worshipped as God, just as Lucifer wanted to be worshipped as God, which caused him to be cast down from heaven, along with one-third of the angels, who are now demons roaming the earth. I knew they would sin in the garden, and when found naked, put a fig leaf over their private parts, just as I know you might sin one day, when you turn from me, forsake the tree of life, and instead eat the fruit from the tree of good and evil. It will taste so good at first, after you are tempted with that first delicious bite. Oh, death! You may not have thought one bite would lead you to death, but when you decided to partake of a lie, the digestion of a one lie after another causes you to become intoxicated with lies. God had said to Adam and Eve, If you eat of this tree, on the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. Genesis chapter 2 verse 17 And they did die that day. A day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as a day to the Lord. Peter chapter 3 verse 8 Neither Adam nor Eve, nor any other human being has lived on earth to be a thousand years old, and of course, faced an ultimate death, separation from God. When you find yourself naked, exposed and alone, separated from truth, you might place a fig leaf over your private thoughts, to hide from me, rather than to admit you may be wrong, and that, perhaps, God is right after all. You have just eaten the forbidden fruit, along with Adam and Eve. For just as the serpent beguiled Eve and Adam through his subtle lies, so you might be corrupted from the simplicity that is found in Jesus the Messiah. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 13 It is written, Thou shalt not have any other gods before me. Exodus chapter 20, verse 3 Yet, so often you place yourself before me as your own God. You decide for yourself what is right and wrong, rather than simply obey my commandments. You might even put your religion or rules before me, deciding your traditions are more important than me. I am in your midst, the one true and living God. Yet you may desire to worship an old set of rules, rather than to worship the I am that I am, and have fellowship with me 
as Adam and Eve did at first in the garden, and really know me. Here I was on the path to Pilate, their Messiah, the Adonai of Israel, the God of gods, the one who is God, stumbling down a dusty path, bleeding for them. But their pride had blinded them. They had exalted their own revelation. Oh, how they searched the Torah! Yet it is the Torah which speaks of me. I stood before them, as I stand before them now, and they do not come to me, that they might know me, their own Messiah. Some do, but many do not. Search the Scriptures, for in them you think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me, and you will not come to me, that you might have eternal life. John chapter 5, verses 39 to 40. I spoke to the rabbis in the temple. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. When he saw it, he was glad. They replied, You are not even fifty years old. Have you seen Abraham? I answered to them, Truly I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. John chapter 8, verses 54 to 58. The religious leaders had picked up stones to throw at me, just as you sometimes pick up your stones to throw at me. Perhaps the stones they threw originated in their stony hearts. Perhaps you have a heap of rubble ready to throw at me when things don't go your way. When the very fact that there is one God who interrupts your selfish motives or your plans that might not be my will but yours. Sometimes a lie is easier to swallow than the truth, just like the bite Adam and Eve took in the garden. A lie goes down easily. It might not get caught in your throat, but it will not produce the righteous fruit God desires. The fruit of the lie begins to rot. Somehow in the pit of the stomach of your soul, the lies you have eaten begin to mold, then poison emanates from the lies and seeps into the stream of your psyche, which then permeates your entire system of beliefs, affecting your emotions and your mind. A poison which is pumped through your heart and eventually comes out of your mouth, causing you to say and do things you might not ordinarily want to do. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil, for out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. Luke chapter 6 verse 45 As you have chosen to eat the lie of the tree of knowledge of good and evil with a desire to be like a god, you are now on the throne of your own life, ruling your own universe from your self-centered kingdom. You lust for more knowledge, yet forget the maker and creator of your soul. Then you become lost in a labyrinth of these lies and find yourself forever circling back to the entrance of the maze you got yourself into, the place or time where you ate the forbidden fruit, just like Adam and Eve. You are now cast out into the wilderness of endless knowledge, yet void of peace, because you are now under a curse, just as Adam and Eve fell under the curse when they were cast out of the garden. There is no redemption after eating from the forbidden tree other than to eat of the tree of life, except now 
the entrance to the Garden of Eden, where the Tree of Life stands, is a forbidden paradise guarded by two huge cherubim angels with swords. In the beginning, God knew Adam and Eve would sin. He also knew you would sin. Thus he wrote the plan of redemption into the story. The seed of the woman would rise up to crush the serpent and his lies, and here I am, the tree of life, standing before you. I am he. Jeremiah prophesied, The days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel, with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. This will be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. I will put my law in their inward parts and write in their hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people. Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 31 at the Last Supper I celebrated with my disciples. I said to them, Take this bread. This is my body, which is given to you. Also, drink this cup. This is a new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. Matthew chapter 26, verse 26 I am the living bread which came out of heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he shall live forever. The bread is my body, which I give for the life of the world, except that you eat of the body of the Son of Man, the Son of Man, the Messiah, Jesus, and drink his blood, you have no life in you. John chapter 6 verse 51 Whoever eats of my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him or her up on the last day. John chapter 6 verse 54 Blood symbolizes life, which belongs to God. My blood poured out for you is the eternal life nectar of the fruit of the tree of life, the atonement for your sins. I said to my people, Israel, If you do not believe that I am He, you will die in your sins. John chapter 8 verse 24 There is no other way. This is the way the way of redemption, the way back to the garden, not the garden of Eden, but to the throne of heaven and eternal life, the eternal garden. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only Son, that everyone who believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world should be saved through him. The one who believes in him is not condemned. The one who does not believe has been condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the one and only Son of God. John chapter 3, verses 16 to 18 As I pressed on in the wee hours of the morning, just before dawn, I was with the soldiers, but I was not of them. I was with the leaders of the temple, but not of them. Each of their steps was coated in the blood of guilt, as they led their Messiah, the chosen one of Adonai, to be sentenced before Pilate. 
I could have been paving their path to paradise with each drop of blood that fell into each of their footprints, if they had chosen me, if they would have humbled themselves before me, each and every step of their pride and ignorance could have been atoned for, forgiven. I paved this path of redemption in sorrow and suffering, for I was thinking of you, as I am thinking of you now. For this reason, I took each painful step, felt each drop of blood seep from my broken body without saying a word.